Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Don't forget the global game tonight live right here on SEN with Simon Hill and Alex Brosk. Football Australia CEO James Johnson will be the special guest with the boys. Simon is on the line, but we're going to focus on overseas. Good morning to you, Simon. Morning, Matty. How are you? Good, thanks. So, James Johnson, your special guest tonight. A fair bit to talk um, with the boss of Football Australia about. But, gee, this focus on your boys over there at Manchester City. So, I've laid it out for my listeners where we're at at the moment. Where do you think this goes? Well, it'll be a long, drawn-out investigation. I have no doubt about that. Uh, Manchester City uh, will fight with all their might, as they did with UEFA, of course, a couple of years ago taking it all the way to the Court of Arbitration for Sports, where ultimately uh, they will say they were vindicated. They did get a fine, but uh, yeah, their expulsion from the UEFA Champions League was overturned. And obviously, most, if not all, of the allegations they're facing from the Premier League uh, are the similar sorts of allegations they, they faced from UEFA. So it's going to be an interesting few years. And obviously, uh, if you know, if they're found guilty, then there's got to be sanction. Um, and even as a Manchester City fan, which I have been all my life, um, you know, you've got to stay within the rules. But uh, there's a lot of questions to be asked. Uh, a lot of uh, people around City are suggesting that it's a, a cynical ploy to do this uh, just a few days before the government announces their verdict as to whether the Premier League needs an independent regulatory body to run it <laughs> uh, whether this is the premier league coming out and say no 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 we can take care of ourselves look at how hard we're going after one of our own clubs mm. i don't know but uh it's a fascinating story um and i'm sure this has got a long way to run yeah and, and this is the one that that i sort of looked at this morning and tried to get the head around um, what they're facing and what they've been accused of being up to, and, and it all comes down to money. So then, to to your point, long way to go in this one, but say if the options on the table for busting them, for for giving them sanctions, if the options are one, expulsion, I think you'd, hi- you'd have to say that's highly unlikely. The other one, points deduction, may be likely, and the same too with fines. So what what do you get out of out of whacking a monetary penalty on somebody who's got more money than they could imagine. And, <laughs> and then what's the point yeah. of having those sanctions in place if they're not going to go down the road and hit them hard between the eyes, if they're found guilty? So I guess my question for you is, what do you reckon is the most likely outcome if they are found guilty of all this? Well, this is what is getting everybody excited, of course, uh, particularly over in the UK, is the prospect. And it does exist in the Premier League rules handbook that's, you know, it's the ultimate sanction. They can be expelled from the competition or they can have titles stripped from them or they can be fined or they can have points deductions, transfer bans. There's a whole, you know, range of, of sanctions that are at the disposal of the Premier League. But of course, you know, we mustn't forget that this is going to be heard by an independent uh, judiciary body. So it won't be the Premier League that, that makes that final decision as to whether they're guilty or not. Uh, the Premier League will then 
if they are found guilty, decide which sanctions they want to impose. My my gut feel is that you know if they are found guilty, it'll probably be a heavy fine or, or possibly points deductions, um, which you're right. You know it's it's a, a slap on the wrist. Um, you know I have to say that the and people are going to go, oh, this is because you're a Man City fan, and that's fair enough. I I, I cop that, but you know the whole financial fair play regulations really need to be looked at. Um, I, I'm sh- I'm pretty sure that City are not the only club that's are bending or stretching the rules. Um, you know, the Premier League is, uh, you know, a global monolith worth billions and billions of dollars. And it's difficult to keep track, to be honest, as, as the layman, as to where all this money goes and how it's used, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but, you know, Chelsea, for example, have just spent, what is it, $700 million in the transfer window. Is is that within their financial <laughs> capabilities? I, I honestly don't know. Yeah. Does anybody? You know, it's, it's monopoly money, really, yeah. that, that, that yes. they're playing with. Um, so, the, 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 you know, the other point to make is that if you buy a business in, in general life, if you've got a bit of cash to invest in it, uh, people don't really ask questions, you know, as long as it's your money um, and it's not, it's not gained illegally. Uh, I don't know why football should be any different. Now, of course, you know, the, the old uh, reasoning behind it is, well, we've got to ensure a level playing field. Mm. Well, tell me whether the G14, the old G14, the big European clubs who expanded the Champions League, who drove the formation of the Premier League, did that for altruistic reasons or whether they did it because they wanted to earn more money. Mm. And I'll tell you now, it's the latter. Yep. Um, so I, I don't think that there's an awful lot of, um, <laughs> how do I put this, nice people involved at the top <laughs> level of world football. And we saw that with FIFA, you know, yeah. where you've got billions of dollars slopping around the sports, you're going to have people trying to put it in their back pockets or trying to use it for nefarious means or trying to maneuver around the rules. Uh, whether those rules are good rules or whether they've been put in place cynically by those who are competitors to the likes of Manchester City and Chelsea and Paris Saint-Germain, the likes of the nouveau riche clubs who've got, uh, you know, the oil money behind them. Uh, well, that's, that's a completely different discussion, but um, yeah, it's a topic I could probably talk about for five hours, as you can tell. <laughs> well, it's a good thing you got your own show. Hey, on that, James Johnson, <laughs> James Johnson uh, with you tonight. So, the process is beginning to get a second-tier men's competition nationally, so earmarked to start about yeah. this time next year. So is this the first step towards perhaps the relegation or solving that relegation issue if it needs solving? Well, look, I hope so. Um, I mean, we, we just talked about competitive balance you know, over in Europe, and uh, I, I desperately think we need uh, uh, some sort of promotion and relegation system here because, you know, we have, in terms of participation numbers and general interest in, in football around the country, we have the biggest sports in Australia. And it, it's so far from reaching its potential at the moment. And I think this is one of the ways that we could, you know, have a crucial point of difference. But to do that, we, we need to have a viable second division. Uh, we need to have a place for a relegated club to go to without facing financial oblivion. And that means we need to set up this second division in the first instance, get it up and running and make it successful, make it you know, a viable 
uh, league for a relegated club to drop out into because if it's not, then we're just going to see clubs going to the wall every season and we can't afford that as a sport because we're not strong enough. So uh, I applaud what they're trying to do. Uh, I, I think uh, a second tier, a standalone second tier for the first few years is a good concept. If they can make it work, brilliant. And then that's, you know, in the, in the first phase, let's look at structured promotion from the second division without relegation. And then in phase two, then we look at demoting teams who don't perform. And it's going to be a gradual process. Uh, it's not going to happen overnight. Of course, it's further complicated by the fact that A-League clubs at the moment have guaranteed licenses until 2034 at, at the earliest. Um, but this is a start and it will offer some incentive for all those clubs outside the A-League uh, that have operated under a glass ceiling, in my opinion, for far too long. And it, this will give them uh, you know, something to aim for. And I think that's a good thing for our sport. All right. You'll be covering that. Of course, uh, we didn't get a chance to chat A-League, but you'll be diving into that. Um, the world of football tonight on the Global Game. Have a good show this evening. Thanks, Matthew. All the best. Simon Hill with Alex Bross tonight from 9 Eastern Daylight Saving Time. Football Australia boss James Johnson, the special guest. So that second-tier men's competition process begins, earmarked to commence in March 2024. But as Simon pointed out, if you've got a guarantee to be part of the A-League until 2034, that's a long process that's going to be in place. Uh, Sydney FC will face... Second place, Western Sydney Wanderers this Saturday night in the A-League. The Sydney Derby at Combank Stadium. Uh, Sydney defeating Central Coast Mariners 3-2. So there's a fair bit to cover tonight. Make sure you tune in to the global game. 0457 736 736. Sorry, Statsy, didn't get to your question for Simon, but maybe you can pose it to him tonight. Um, Statsy was posing the, the thought about the lesser clubs like Brighton, Fulham, Newcastle, and his team Brentford performing so well in the Premier Division. Does he see clubs as flash in the pan, or do you go for the money ball approach? Money, money, money. That's the key, isn't it? Back after this.